Hey y'all, it's Ashley and Shantavia and, and this, this is Obedience, Obedience Podcast. So we'd like to welcome you guys to part two of our waiting series. So if you have not watched part one, you know the drill. Go back and watch part one before you tune in for this part. So in the part one, we discussed the stages of grief. We discussed depression. We discussed denial, you know, bargaining with God and also the anger phase. So in this part, we'll be talking about that acceptance. So before we get started, we want to start off with a prayer. So, Shay, let's welcome God in. All right. Bow your heads. So first, God, we want to thank you for waking us up this morning in our right mind. We want to thank you for providing us the topic of waiting and for allowing each one of us to go through the different stages of grief so we are able to talk to our audience on this topic. We thank you for getting us to the acceptance phase so we can share with the viewers how to accept. We want to allow you into this segment of the podcast and we pray that we each go through your will in telling our viewers what you want us to tell them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So thank you for praying us in and inviting God to, you know, just invite him in and to, for us to share our personal experiences and through scripture. So in this part, we'll be talking about the acceptance phase. So in this phase, we kind of hit on it in the last part about accepting God's will for our lives and the purpose that he's created us to walk into. So let's get started. All right. So I am going to start this off by reading Ruth chapter two, verses two through three. And I'm going to read out of the NIV version. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out into the field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. In these two verses, we actually see Ruth in her purpose, right in the middle of it. And Ruth's purpose was to take care of Naomi. That was her purpose. And she did, she knew that back in chapter one, she refused to leave her. She fell in love with her God, which was, you know, our God. And she didn't want to go to her, her, um, her birth God. She knew who was the real God. You know, she may have been a Moabite woman, but she served the one true God. And so in serving him, she was assigned to take care of Naomi. And in this, in these two passages, we see her taking care of Naomi, fulfilling her purpose. Um, and so in this section of the episode, we are actually going to be talking about how we shouldn't waste our waiting season. Don't waste the waiting. That's actually a sermon by Sadie Robertson that I found on YouTube where she talked about 
and encourage people to not wait, waste our waiting process. Like that's the best time in our lives whenever we're waiting for something because we're consistently growing in that waiting period. Um, and I'll be sure to link that sermon down below because it was a really good sermon. So yeah. So in those first two verses, we see where, you know, Naomi is beginning to accept what's going on. Ruth already accepted back in chapter one. Um, but at this point, they're both accepting the reality of what's going on. And we see Ruth actively in her purpose, taking care of Naomi, which is her purpose at this one particular time. And so in this episode, like Ashley talked about, we are going to talk about acceptance and the different stages that you go through during the acceptance period. So for this first part, it's not necessarily a question. It's just us talking about accepting. Yeah, and I want to go back to the scripture because I think it's some great nuggets to point out. Um, so in, I just jotted out a few notes. Um, I think in verse two, I think it's important to point out that in these verses, verses, Ruth uh, was willing to do what she had to do to take care of Naomi, and and that that she was humble enough to you know get the leftover grains from anyone that was kind enough to um, to let her do so. Mm-hmm. And so what that that leads me to believe that she had some kind of faith and some kind of trust, you know, that she could, she would bring the grain back to provide for Naomi. And my second point was that she actually went to work. And like you said, Shay, we shouldn't waste our waiting season. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to the grains, um, to the fields, and to glean the grain. And it made me think, like, you know, you can't, we can't just sit around and be like, okay, this is my waiting period. I'm just going to wait, and, you know, wait for God to work. You know what I'm saying? So we can't just sit and expect God to, you know, give us an increase on nothing. We still have to go to work in our waiting season. And we must work, get to work like Ruth. You know, like, maybe it's not, like, gleaning as she was in the fields, but maybe, like, your work is, you know, educating yourself on things that you need for the next season of your life and the things that you want or what God has per- has placed for you uh, for purpose. Maybe it's about, you know, finding the identity for yourself. What does Christ say that you are? What is your identity in Christ? Yeah. Um, some characteristics about yourself that you like. If you don't like some things about yourself, work on those things that you want to become. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, it may be filling out an application. It may be getting out of a relationship that's toxic for you. It may be writing a book. Whatever that work is for you, go to it. Do the things. Mm-hmm. And it also made me think of, you know, we've said this in another episode. When Pastor V said, what was the last thing God told you to do? Have you done it yet? Yep. He's still waiting for you to do that last thing. Still waiting. He's like, I told you what to do. You still ain't doing it. What makes you think I'm going to give you something else to do? Yeah. If you was was disobedient to that, what makes you think I'm going to give you something else so, you know, you still can be disobedient for that thing? You going to stack up this disobedience? I ain't got to. (laughs) Right. And also, um, 
and verse three in the part B of that verse, um, Ruth was overwhelmed in her work, AKA we know as her purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and her husband found her in her purpose. Like yeah. she was so overwhelmed in what she was called to do with her purpose. And then in that moment, her husband found her. So even in your purpose, the desires that God has placed in your heart, he'll give you when you're working in his purpose that you, he yeah. has called you to do. And she was so focused on solely, you know, taking care of Naomi that she, I don't even think that she was thinking about a husband. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. Um, so whatever it is, whatever your purpose is, if you know it, work in it. Perfect those things. Work on your your weaknesses. If you don't know it, get to, get before God and be fervent in your prayers and continue to chase and delight yourself in God until you find that out. Like they said, it may take some years, but continue to you know pray those prayers and continue to seek God for those things. I wanted to piggyback off of what you said too about what I said in the last episode. How you know it took me a while to figure out my purpose. I do want to put out there that I expected my purpose to pop up like this after I prayed for it. And so when it didn't happen within the six months, I was like, oh, oh well, and I stopped going to church, you know? So I'm not saying that it, I wasn't doing the work that I needed to do in that process mm -hmm. either. I was just trying to put a time limit on God. And if he didn't reach me within my time, then that was all the time he had back then. So I did want to just throw that out there. Sometimes you're getting in your own way of finding out your purpose. And that's what I did. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Avina, you want to add anything to that? Um, like Y'all pretty much covered it. Like, when, <laughs> But, I mean, really, it just goes, goes back to how I, what I said at the end of the last episode uh, um, being in your purpose um, and things being added to you. So, um, you know, it's just encouraging to see that, um, how that happened in the story of Ruth, of how she was so busy um, about her, you know, about her purpose. Um, and then there, and then there was her husband. Um, so it just gives you th something to think about um, as encouragement of those things that you desire can still be given to you and added to you while you're working in God's purpose. That's good. So when you do accept your purpose, it's time to build on that purpose and to get to work, like we said in our last point. So it's time to start building your life um, on that purpose. So before Ashley gets into verses 10 through 11, I want to catch you guys up on what happened in between um, the verses two through three. Um, Boaz comes back to his field where his workers are working and he sees Ruth and he asks about her. And all the people give a good report of Ruth. They just say, you know, she's being very hardworking, blah, 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 blah. And at this point, Boaz 
uh, I guess Boaz is touched and he goes to her and it's like, you know, pick as much as you need to pick. And so at this point, this is where Ruth is asking, you know, why are you being so kind to me? So Ashley, you can go ahead and pick up there. So we'll move forward in Ruth chapter two and we're starting at the 10th verse and I'm reading from the NLT. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to reserve such kindness? She asked. I'm a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied. But I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. So it kind of raises the question, why do you guys think it's so hard to move forward forward in a new chapter of your life? Why why do you think we're still stuck in like the old chapter of our life and we can't move forward? I think for me, um, and it's, you know, it's hard to let go of, you know, your plans, what was happening previously. And it's also difficult because, especially in, for me, fear, um, you know, of taking that step. Um, and moving forward um, and again with this book of Ruth it's encouraging because um, you see that in taking the steps and going forward how you can be blessed um, and so it's it's good to kind of think on those things but I know me personally I am a scaredy cat um, <laughs> And um, I usually will get that nudging from the Holy Spirit that will end up kind of being a, <laughs> let me just, let me just tap you. And then to it to being like a full bridge, like, okay, now, now you're getting a whooping because you're not listening. Like how many times I'm going to have to remix this and say this to you <laughs> to get you to be obedient. Um so um, I know I'm more prone to that. I've gotten a lot better in listening to those things and working on um, stepping out on faith instead of moving in fear. Um, before I answer this question, I, I just wanted to point out, well, I just wanted to ask a side note question. Like we have to think about what's going on in this scripture. Would Boaz have noticed Ruth if she wasn't being so steadfast and working on her purpose? You know, mm. would all those good words would have, like, would all those people have said all those good words about her if she wasn't just so steadfast and I need to take care of Naomi? That's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Um, so, you know, us being on our purpose also puts a good word out there for us. And it will make that purpose person who you're supposed to be with notice you. Um, be like, oh, okay, yeah, I might need to link up with with her. You know, she got the same thing going on I got going on. You know, I just wanted to throw that out there. But I think that the reason why it's so hard for us to do it is because doing the work is hard. Um, personally, it's hard. It's hard for me. I know it's probably hard for you guys um you know in part one I talked about how I knew that I needed to be 
um, without a relationship for some time, like I talked about in our boot up series. Like I said, it was easy to say it, but actually do it was harder because I had to put the work to what I was saying. And I know the, the hardest part of that phase for me was I had to work to find what my happiness was coming from, you know, and I learned, okay, my happiness is coming from talking. What's the word I want to use? I um, I want to say like unnecessary relationships, but it's a word for it. It's a, the perfect word I'm thinking of. Entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can use that one. <laughs> but I was putting all my happiness in these entanglements, you know, and you know, like the Bible says, do not be entangled. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> be free. <laughs> <laughs> the truth shall set you free. But I mean, I didn't want to do that work because you realize, oh, th- this is hard. Like. I'm deep in these feelings right now. I'm facing all of this stuff head on. Oh, I think I changed my mind. I'm not ready for this. Let me go back. You know, and that's why I didn't want to do it. It was hard. Literally. You're facing stuff about yourself that you don't want to face. I'll amen that. I'll amen that. <laughs> um, Five seconds that amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, hard and fear for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, we have to do the work to build that relationship with God. Like to go back to what we talked about in part one, where we talked about relationship versus relationship. Um, I know Ashley um, hit on it a little bit, talking about, hey, I use God as a genie. So like I can just rub him, get my three wishes and it'll be okay. <laughs> um, but it was doing one of our Bible studies where I, you know, I was studying and then I just saw it and I was like, that's so true. Um, but it pretty much said that we have to trust in his goodness, not just in what he can do for us. And that was a really like defining moment for me because it's like, that's so true. Like if I'm only trusting in God and loving God for what he can do for me, how I look at it is God answers prayers three ways. He gives you a yes, he gives you a no, or he gives you a not now. So what if I get five no's in a row? Like, how is that going to affect my relationship with God if I'm only depending on how good he is to me? And so that's why we have to build our relationship with God and learn how to love him past just that relationship, because that'll get in our way of how much we actually trust God. And it'll also get in the way of your purpose because, hey, say, oh, I got this perfect purpose. God showed me my purpose. But the first time I go after it, I fall. What are you going to do? You know, if you don't have that relationship with God, are you going to run away from it? Are you going to face it again head on? So that's why I put that in there. All this good nuggets. Got me a 10-piece nugget over here. Chick-fil-A. Ooh, with Chick-fil-A sauce on Polynesian. Girl, I know I'm going after this. I'm just kidding. I'm on keto. <laughs> but I think for me, and I'll um, speak from a personal experience, just, you know, it's like you said, it's hard. The fear of the unknown. Um, we say that, you know, we have to accept God's will at the end. 
but getting to that place is hard. It's a fear of the unknown. Um, and you know, God's will and his desires, it don't make sense. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, you sure about that thing you know you you told me this but it don't look like this and sometimes it doesn't make sense um but i'm learning by faith in faith that we shouldn't have faith in the scene which is s-e-e-n nor our scene s-c-e-n-e mm-hmm. so i want to throw a scripture out there um based off our um intro if you guys didn't know Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, I want to read it faith. verbatim. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And that goes back to that scene that Ashley is talking about. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You know, we go back to my Todd crazy faith. Doesn't make sense. Everything that happens in faith, well, I won't say everything, but most things that happen in faith, no one can make sense of it. Mm-mm. Just be like, but God, that's all I can say. And that's one thing. We can't have faith in ourselves about what we see, about our bank account. <laughs> Nor, <laughs> but the faith has to be in God alone, not mm-hmm. in people and their opinions, because baby, you will get messed up. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, even recently, I've been asking God, like, you know, this season doesn't make sense, but you have me in the preparation and waiting season. Um, so I, one day you placed a song in my spirit. It, I don't know the name of the song, but it's open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I've just been singing this song, just walking around the house. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I don't know that song. I don't know the name of the song, but I remember that YouTube. song from when I was little. It used to play on the commercials on those mm-hmm. CDs they used to sell. I remember that song. Yeah, and just just pray a prayer like, "All right, uh, just show me your way. Show me your way because I know your way is better." I also want to mention, like, for you guys out there, it is okay to be honest with God. Mm-hmm. I remember I always, like, like I talked about in the last episode, I always just, like, try to go to God in perfection. But if you don't get what's going on, you can be like, listen, I'm confusion. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. He wants us to be honest. Yeah. You know, I mean, in somewhere in the I don't have the scripture off the top of my head but he 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 knows that sometimes we're going to be worried that's why he tells us not to be worried so yeah stay tuned for that um so that's why he said so he wouldn't say it in his words and he know he God placed Jesus on this earth he was in the flesh he went through emotions he went through persecution he went through a, a moment where he was tempted so he knows what we feel he just wants us to be honest with him so do that, baby, in your prayer. Like Shay said, if she would come to him with perfection, I would too. You know, I would be like, oh, I'm not supposed to, you know, be sad or anything. So I'm going to be joyful. Girl, you about to tell God, he said, cast your cares upon him. So do it. Yes. We also post this question on our Facebook page. If you guys don't, be sure to follow us 
on Facebook. We are now at Obedience Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we have a page, so go ahead and like it for us. And um, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. It should be on the screen right now for you guys. But we did ask our Facebook followers this question, and we want to read some of you guys' comments. So, Japala Winham says, fear of the unknown or failure. Sabrina McCree seconded that and said that it's also a mind thing, mm-hmm. which is definitely true. But it oh, did make me think when she said it's a mind thing, when Pastor V preached the, uh, from Sunday, he said, uh, you have to have a made up mind. Yes. Like either you're going to serve them or you're going to serve the world. Yes. You That's just like with um, drug addicts. Like, they cannot make a change until they have made up in their mind that they want to make that change. You right. know, we can like, pray and fast forever, but they have to make it up in their mind. You're just going to be wasting prayers. Yeah. Well, you know, one, y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah, just like the whole situation with, with what's going on with Kanye West right now. Like, if he <laughs> doesn't want to go and get treatment, he's not going to go. Like, his family, his wife, his kids can beg and plead, please go get help. But until his mind is made up, he's not going to go get help. So, you know, all we can really do is pray and, you know, ask God to work within him. Right. I don't even know how we got on Kanye. But we want to thank you guys for commenting. Um, remember to follow us on Facebook because we do ask questions like this and it gives you a chance to be included on our episodes. We like your feedback. So thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's go ahead and transition into the last part of this episode where we talk about, do you still know that God is working? Now, this little segment came from Sadie Robertson's sermon as well, because she pointed out something that made me really think. Like I had an aha moment where she talked about no versus realize and it also connected to my study with me that I did that you guys can tune in now I'll put a little link up there the study with me was on worrying and it connected so perfectly so that's why I told you guys to stay tuned because we're about to talk about this scripture um right now but first let's go ahead and read Ruth chapter 2 verses 19 through 23 her mother-in-law asked her where did you glean today where did you work blessed be the man who took notice of you Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord blessed him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished and she lived with her mother-in-law. So in these scriptures that we just read, God is literally working without Boaz knowing, without Ruth knowing and without Naomi knowing. We notice that Naomi is like, you know, where where did all this stuff come from? Like, what happened? 
And then boom, she's like, wait, he's our relative. God is working without anyone even knowing in that situation. And in Sadie Robinson's um, sermon, she talked about, we may know what God is doing, but are we also realizing what he's doing? So it prompted me to write down this question. Have you ever get have you ever gotten stagnant in knowing that God is working and became ungrateful with what you already had? You know, we wake up every day. We know God woke us up, but do we realize how amazing that blessing is, especially with everything going on in the world right now? We need to take time to actually realize the blessings that are bestowed upon us daily. Comment down below if you didn't thank God for waking you up this morning. <laughs> I can think of some days that I forgot and be like, oh, Lord, I forgot. Yeah. And, you know, just taking it for granted. Especially on those but days you wake up late, like, oh, shoot, let me clock in. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> that got me to thinking about, you know, that worrying thing that I talked about in my study with me. In Matthew chapter 6, um, let's start at 25. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What will you eat or drink or about your body? What you will wear? Is not your life more than food and the body more than clothes? Um, And that kind of made me think of, hey, we're so fixated on this. But hey, we woke up this morning. Can we be thankful Mm -hmm. about that? Why are we worrying about this? And then in 34, Jesus goes on to say, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. We we can't forget what God has already blessed us with. And yeah. so many of us, it happens daily. I can, I, I can be honest and say it happened to me, you know, especially regarding the time that I was like going to all those doctor's appointments. I was so fixated on, okay, what's my diagnosis? What my, what's my diagnosis? That I wasn't even realizing, okay, he got me through today. He got me through this day. He got me through that day. I'm so fixated on, okay, what's my diagnosis? I got to figure out what my diagnosis is. But hey, let's, let's worry about today. That's all we can do is worry about today. Um, and one thing that my Bible says is worrying, worrying immobilizes you. It keeps you right there fixated on what you're worrying about and not looking around and smelling the roses. So I'm going to let y'all answer before I keep going. So <laughs> do you guys want to share anything of um, a time where you got stagnant and you were so fixated on what you were worrying about that you forgot what you had already been blessed with? Um, I, I can I can be honest and say that that is something that I struggle with repeatedly. Um, because I am a worrier. Um, um, it's something that I have to go back to a lot is just the basics of let me get my journal out and let me list the blessings that I have. Um, you have to learn to remember to be grateful and be like, okay, even though it doesn't, I, I can't quite see it, Like I know that he's working and I can't quite see it. Um, I need to realize that I'm still blessed. So let's start counting how how many people had to file unemployment or lose their jobs during the pandemic. And not only did you still have your job, you got a promotion. Um, not let's talk about how um, 
not only with that, um, unexpected uh, expenses came up and you were already signed up to DoorDash, Postmates, Ship, <laughs> but you hadn't been doing it because you didn't want to go outside. Okay, well, let's go ahead and go make some deliveries and get this extra income for this. Like, there's blessings and things to be grateful for all the time um, mm-hmm. that you're not even paying attention to that you take for granted. Um, and that, you know, you just have to take a step back and be like, God, let me let me say thank you. Let me thank you. In my tab voice, God, I thank you. <laughs> no, we just want to say thank you. <laughs> yeah. God, I thank you, God. <laughs> God, we thank you. <laughs> and keep going. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important to point out. You know, we do have to change our attitude and also our mind. Our mindset on the situation. And Avina, you brought up a great point of, you know, changing your mindset and your attitude when you're in the situation. Um, And in those moments, I think it's important for us to press and and to know that even in those moments, you know, we can feel like we're in a, I just, I I envision like we're in a black hole, like we're in a a sunken place. (laughs) And all that we can see is darkness. And we have to know and be reminded of the scripture that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And even in those moments, he's still there. So all we can do, we need to call upon his, his name upon in those moments. And it also raises the scripture, Philippians 3 and 14. And it reads, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So I think that we're supposed to keep on moving our feet, even if we feel stagnant in that moment. Give yourself time to feel those emotions, but even still, we need to continue to press and to move forward. You know, even if it's just like, if God is calling you out of a situation, keep moving your feet. If God is calling you towards a situation, press towards that. So I think it's important for us to continue to just press just one little, well, two little things I want to point out. I did cover this in my study with me. I'll be sure to put a card right up there while I go into more detail about this. Um, there are seven reasons that were provided in my Bible as to why you shouldn't worry. just want to give you two of my favorite ones from that video in this video here. But one is worrying keeps us from what God wants us to pursue. And two, Living one day at a time keeps us from being consumed by worry. So let's just focus on one day at a time because like I mentioned before, this life is long. You know, we're not going to try to minimize our life to this age. We're going to live a long life, you know, and each day is going to be filled with so many things that we just need to live each day one day at a time. And I know that's easier said than done. But just try to keep that keep that concept in your mind. Let me live one day at a time. Right. That's all. Um, now, you got any final words for this part? I mean, I just want to reiterate um, with the viewers the importance of being grateful. It, it seems like it's a very simple uh, 
task and something that's very simple to do, but it's very easy to get wrapped up in your day-to-day routine or the day-to-day problems or issues and forget to literally count your blessings and be grateful um, for what's going on. Um, And that's really, really important to make sure that you have that mindset of, you know, being grateful and being thankful um, to be able to move forward in your purpose and to stay on track. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Y'all know that song? That's okay. It was a solo anyway. All right. <laughs> I crack myself up, y'all. So this ends part two, where we learn how to accept the will of God. And we hope that something was said that it so sees within your hearts, guys. And we hope that, you know, we encourage you guys also to go back and listen to it a second time. Sometimes you may not get what you need in the first time. Let it resonate in your spirit and just ask God to, you know, help me to accept the words that were said and to be encouraged during the waiting season. Um, please know that you can still build your life even though you you know we're in the waiting season. You could still build during those times. And not to just sit and waste your your waiting season. Um, So we hope that something was said um, to encourage you guys. So we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to part two. And y'all already know know the drill. Same place, same time next week. Tune in to part three and we'll get some more into this waiting season. And as always, be obedient. We'll see you guys next time.